Um, but I had this aha moment where it was like, who is leading the business? There's not one, there has to be one person. And I just sat there and I was like, that, that person has to be me. Mm. So I just went straight back up to my hotel room and wrote out my job description as CEO and my KPIs in like an hour. Amazing. Called my business, it was actually my mentor at the time, called him, sent it to him, ran it past him. And he was like, yep, you you need to do this. And I was like, the business needs a leader. Mm -hmm. So I kind of appointed myself. Yeah. um, But also made myself accountable to, you know, what I need to do. Tanya for coming I really really appreciate it I'm so excited to hear about what you do mm-hmm. um and the challenges and this you know successes I feel like we don't celebrate the successes enough so um, that you've kind of achieved over the past couple of years mm-hmm. and longer than before that as well I believe you've had quite an experience getting to where you are now so yeah. what is it that you do tell us about your business um and yeah. how you started the most recent venture sure um, yeah, so um, my role is CEO of um, Royal IT, which is an IT support and consulting managed services company. Um, the business has been in operation for 13 years. Wow. So Did you uh, found it? No, my ex mm. did. Okay. And I came on board a couple of years later. Um, he's in, in the IT space and, and an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started it. And then I, my background is I have a degree in sports science and sport management and I was a personal trainer and worked for Department of Sport and Recreation and kind of moved into, morphed my love for health and fitness into more of like a, a business management consulting wow. space. Um, so I'd accrued a lot of skills in a short period of time and then he started up the company and from scratch and that's a big ordeal in itself. Oh yeah. Um, especially for someone who's just an engineer, not just an engineer, but an engineer with technical skills, but hasn't quite developed the other skills that are associated with running a company. Yeah. What a big risk to take. It was huge. And I, and at the time I was extremely supportive because I'm always supportive if someone wants to do something and that's what, Mm. you know, is their goal, then I'll always be supportive. But I didn't know that that would then change the trajectory of my life for the next 13 years, which it did. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Yeah. But not something I would ever expected from, because going from like a love for health and fitness and in that, space to then transitioning to IT, the mm. IT world is so different. I was going to say yeah. you both, so he from engineering to entrepreneur and starting a business yeah. and you from the sport background with still quite technical skills, but more people, I suppose, like you said, yeah. to this whole, you've kind of morphed it into something completely different, but it's obviously where you're meant to be. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's been the journey. Um, so I he he was having a lot of issues at the start and they were kind of the stuff that I felt mm. like I could solve those problems with my skill set. So I came on board and decided to leave my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last 12 years really of my life is about building a company from scratch wow. and building out the different departments, creating processes and systems, hiring, mm. all of that type of stuff. And it's been just a massive learning curve the what whole was the way. hardest the hardest thing to do like I personally hiring someone I'd be like oh the biggest question mark above my own <laughs> judgment of someone because I trust it but then you never know like, yeah yeah the hardest thing to do for the, in the, the last, whole process yeah um I think expanding when we expanded mm. to the states would have been the hardest thing yeah so tell me about that um so it was probably about six years in um the business was going really well um we'd moved offices to Beaufort Street we had like a team of 12 Mm. um we were on the back of the mining boom the company was doing really good um and then we went for a holiday to New York wow kind of fell in love with the city and obviously a complete contrast to Perth yeah so um Total contrast. Completely. Um, Concrete jungle. Yeah. Mm. But there's so much energy and just so so much opportunity there. Mm. Um, And came back and the business was just in, it was a month off. And the business was basically a bit of a shit show. There was like a million complaints and 
it was just kind of you know like saying like rat race kind of groundhog day thing and I guess the stark difference between the two being away and seeing something and then coming back and having all of that it was just like but is there something else yeah like, you know and Perth at that time wasn't a desirable place it is an isolated city and it comes with things around that and mm-hmm. so it was just like well let's just try and make it happen in New York which is just like the stupidest thing <laughs> it, it sounds like a stupid idea but <laughs> big it, dreams it, it, yeah but it, it kind of became like a, a thing for us and over the next three years we made it happen so that whole process of working out how to start up a company on the other side of the world mm. And then yeah, wow. Did you so were you based in New York or were you based here for most of that? I lived in that? New York for five years. Yeah, wow. Once, once it all kind of happened, um, and then came back after that because of COVID. Mm. Um, mm. And then the New York business is now shut down, but it was actually doing really well. Oh, what a pity! Um, yeah, damn COVID. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, it look, it is what it is, and I feel yeah. like everything happens for a reason, and I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Um, so no regrets at yeah. all and I've learned outlook. so much like to be able to go through that process of starting up an international company and just even the whole process of like managing two offices on the mm. opposite side of the world was a huge yeah. like, challenge um but you just you get it done like yeah. once you I guess it's all about momentum and having a goal and once like you get that momentum going it like happens so mm. it takes off so yeah. that that would that would have been the hardest thing. Okay. So yeah. what was the thing that you were most passionate about? Because it sounds like through the tumultuous journey, mm-hmm. which I guess everyone has a different experience of starting a business. But what was yeah. the most um, enjoyable or the thing that you found a weird little passion for? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Oh, I wonder, like, because yeah. you said you're good with people as yeah. well, so maybe I think you kind of grew into that passion a bit more. Yeah, you, you answered my question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's true. Um, yeah, because my, my background is in technology. Mm-hmm. And so being a leader in a, for a technology company um, has been challenging for me to go through kind of I had the imposter syndrome for a long time. But I had the skills to mm-hmm. manage and lead, but I didn't have the technical know-how. Yeah. Um, so I had to develop confidence over time. And, you know, especially expanding internationally as well, that and being around people in New York, they're all elites and, and they're very good at what they do. Yeah. And so that added to my imposter syndrome. Is that like a perception though? Because I feel Probably. like everyone sees New York as the elite, even, you know, like they're doing business because they've got Wall Street and everything. No, like, it kind of is, is it's actually, legit. it's a thing. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, so I would go obviously like socially out, networking, everyone is pushing hard Mm. around the clock and they're very 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 intelligent people yeah and they just have a switch that you don't get to mix with those type of people Mm. every day and and see it and yeah I feel like New York's a bit of a bubble where there's a certain personality type right gets drawn to that like that space because they're around like-minded people because everyone wants to be around like-minded people so that's that's kind of that space Mm. Um, but it took me a while to, to warm into that. Yeah. Being from that Perth? Are you from thing. Perth? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was born in Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not New York at all, I feel like. No. It's funny for me to hear people who are from the country. Are you from down south or are you from, like, the, the centre of Perth? I was, grow- I was born in Rockingham. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, I guess you would also know people from the from the country here who moved to the city they're like this is the big smoke yeah <laughs> we're yeah. in the cbd like yeah. it's perth yeah. like i love perth i really like the city but if you compare it even to sydney it's no. not even close like no in terms of big smoke phrase no but i love that now oh <laughs> uh, yeah i know i'm so happy to kind of be here be back yeah but to kind of go back to your question because i didn't answer it um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> no no i th- I think, like you said, it's about the people. And first mm. I had to find myself in terms of my confidence yep. and um, understanding of my abilities mm. and then just seeing what is capable and what I can do to help bring out the best in other people and help oh, them awesome. develop in in terms of what they want to do. 
and as a leader and a manager of a business that you know there's certain things that you can do to facilitate that and empower and inspire people um, so discovering that and going through that process over the last 12 years has probably been the best thing yeah that I've got out of it and when you're in small business you wear all the hats yep. and you're so exposed yeah. and because I've been I've worked for local government state government I've oh, worked for yeah. not-for-profit so I've seen all the different all of kind of structures um, organizationally and in small business like you you just have to put on your hardware and like kind of just put on your armor and do it you know there's That's no like great you can't hide you can't hide <laughs> yeah. behind anything and there's a lot of people that are not equipped to deal with that type of environment so resilience is the biggest thing mm. and um the biggest thing that i've got out of it i guess professionally is like inspiring others and helping them to to be the best version of themselves mm. which is kind of why i'm now investing in coaching and that's going to be my new like phase of my life yeah. professionally awesome so yeah okay so before we launch into that because i yeah. find that really interesting as well mm-hmm. it takes a certain type of person i think but mm-hmm. someone with specific experience as well mm-hmm. um would you say all those traits so the confidence the resilience and then the wanting to lift others like up and help them into their own um would be you know the perfect trait or the best trait of a good boss if you had to look at someone maybe reflecting on the bosses you might have experienced yeah. in the past mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah it's yes they're definitely very important I think for me because I've dealt with so many different people in the last 12 years um there's been it's been a lot but mm. it's everyone's got their own story and until you've walked in someone's shoes you don't it's easy to judge mm. right so totally yeah I the the biggest thing that I've learned from that is coming from a place of understanding first mm-hmm. without kind of laying any judgments, um, seek to understand and um, for kind of working out next steps in terms of management um, and everyone's different and people, people are difficult to manage because everyone's different and every day is different as well. Mm. So there's definitely key things you can do as an organisation and culturally to set up the team and individuals for success. But still at the end of the day, it comes down to everyone's different. Um, so as a manager and a leader, like under, you know, really just seeking to understand mm. before yeah, making any That's assessment a, yeah. and That's just great. finding out what's going on. Mm. Um, and then kind of tailoring the next steps. Obviously, there's a performance management process and all that stuff. But if you can really seek to understand first, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I find it hard to be not be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a boss, I'd struggle to learn that lesson because it would take a few goes of me being like, oh, my God, like I yeah. just can't communicate this the way I need to to be able to get through because I want this person to be my friend and I want them to like me. But you've got to be a boss <laughs> yeah like... and I've been through that too yeah I've been I've yeah I've been through the exact thing I've been it's everyone's natural. friend and mm. there's been various stages in the company's progression where I played a mum role and it's like mm. but that's not conducive in the long run to helping people become mm. good employees and also good versions of themselves so yeah but it's it's hard so hard and you, and you work with these people all day every day and it's a small business yeah. too so it's a small team yeah so you get yeah. to know everyone so well and family vibes yeah. sometimes like you care yeah 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 that's a good way to say it. you actually care about them as individuals yeah which it sounds like you do if you're trying to grow them as well as you know run the business and help them help you mm-hmm. mm. yeah. yeah so tell me about sounds like you're naturally sort of geared towards the coaching you know, arena. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about how you want to get into that or how you have, have you already started doing some sort of coaching? Um, yeah. So I've always had coaches in my life. So I feel like right. I'm kind of weirdly being set up for this transition without consciously aware until now. Right. But when I was young, I was like, um, I was good at running and I had a running coach from the age of eight and I was a state champion and participated nationally and in running and then moved more into business and I've always had business coaches and then I've had life coaches and there's always been like a coach or someone in my life to kind of be there to guide and help Mm. performance I guess be performance driven yeah um and then just through this business through real IT I've discovered my passion for people and I'm kind of on a spiritual quest as well. I'm a spiritual person and um, 
kind of gone down that space when I was in New York I really went down in that area and that's a big part of like who I am now um, so I feel like all of it's come together now that I'm back in Perth um, and I've started um, I've started doing some training as a coach like I've mm. been training for the last year and a half doing different coaching courses and so on and I'm going to do an NLP course in November cool. so that's another thing um, but yeah I just feel like it's my calling and I've been doing it I've been practicing it on people that I know people in my circles and so on just to kind of build up my skill set yeah um, yeah but it just like it just makes sense that that's kind of my next step yeah yeah, yeah. that's funny I feel like everyone has a friend that is like their coach in <laughs> yeah. some way like you'll go to them for advice and be like okay I don't know what to do like somebody help me through this situation so it sounds like you were that friend yeah in that area yeah oh that's awesome yeah Cool. So did you, I guess, looking back on where you've been, um, what was before Royal IT? So you said that you had a sport, a sport, is it sport IT or just sport technician? Oh, the, the role that I had? Or the, yeah. So like, yeah. I guess your experience leading up to then, how would you summarize yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I worked in gyms for five years as a gym instructor yeah. and personal trainer. Oh, so like physically out yeah. there training people. I did that part. Yeah, cool. Um, because when I was at school, because I was a runner, um, I didn't know what yeah. else I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I naturally just did sports science. Yeah. Um, Who knows what they want to yeah, do Yeah, I know, right? Well. So I was like, I'm good at running, yeah. so <laughs> I'll do that. I should just do sports science. <laughs> and then I I finished, graduated from sports science. So I was like, I still don't know what I want to do, <laughs> but I still know I like helping people with health and fitness. Yeah. So I went, and even after doing a sports science degree, you're not qualified to become a personal trainer, funny enough. So oh, I had I to go it. and do like a a course to be a personal trainer mm. um, so I did that for five years and thought got to a point and I was like um, that's not enough for me there's mm. more um, also the hours are crap yeah <laughs> um, we I spoke to um, someone recently the podcast before you yeah um, Joel Mort and he has his own business and he was like dude it is cutthroat at, oh. throat at the beginning like yeah. they just the gym like it's just not set up to succeed it's yeah. really like and the yeah. ones that do there are reasons that they do outside sure. of what they've studied and despite the you know motivation they've got yeah you can't just be what you want to be in that world mm. it's too hard it's hard mm. yeah um so i was working for the ymca at the time mm. actually one of their gyms cool. so um i got a i got a job working for them in, in like managing a youth program for schools 12 schools and that that was kind of like project management like it develops my project management mm. skills and I flourished in that respect and I was like 20 at the time yeah. so I did really well in that space and then I traveled the world for two years and kind of rediscovered myself came back and um, started working for department of sport and recreation in more youth sport consulting mm. um, recreational consulting so my skills kind of developed exponentially as in a management business administration mm. space yeah yeah uh, and it's such a difference to obviously the sport uh gym world um <laughs> working for state government so you know having Level all up. of the, the red pen lines drawn over all of your documents um, but do you know what was the best thing that ever happened to yeah. me at that job because i learned how corporate business structures worked and teamed and um yeah you know and I was with like-minded people so everyone everyone who worked for just department sport, sport and recreation were just energetic people that you know have the right mindset yeah um so that that was my life for uh yeah. quite a long time and then I managed a I was the assistant manager for a big aquatic recreation center um and that was was 180 staff so that kind of Whoa. launched me into okay this is what the world's like to manage a lot of people mm. um did you look after 180 i meant i looked after their team leaders so yeah right i was gonna say how is that even <laughs> yeah so there was a center manager and i was the assistant center manager oh I, yeah um so i was under him um but i looked after all the team leaders of each area in the yeah. recreation center and i was i think i was about 24 or 25 at the time oh my gosh and they were all like 40 yeah plus I was gonna say and they just took one look at me when I walked in and were like nah yeah not a chance lady we are not <laughs> listening to you 
And so, and I hadn't dealt with any of that stuff, but it was kind of a really good experience because they didn't like me. I got, the gym manager called me the white witch oh. because I started lo- actually looking at the stats and the yeah. data of like, you know, the Doing traffic. Doing your job. Yeah. And I changed his gym hours based on like certain things and he hated me oh, and God. some of the other ladies. But then the, the people that were good came around because I listened to them and mm. I was the first person that did so. And, you know, I, I was kind of for the, the team and the people. So mm. it, it took a while, but... Yeah, to be ousted because of your age and, and judged, oh, yeah. I guess, is like a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. To go through. Oh, yeah. But all kind of resilience building and yeah. part of like their journey. So. I wonder what it would yeah. have been like for a man in your position. Like, I know we're probably not going to divulge that yeah. whole treat, but I, I love that conversation because yeah. it is everyone's individual experience. And it, like, you know, it could be the other way around where you would be taken for a fool as a young man, you know, in a similar way. Yeah. Um, say they're all like middle-aged, older women who just completely disrespected yeah. you as a young man as well. But mm-hmm. I find that conversation really interesting, yeah. especially because I'm not sure about the sporting industry and sports science and then, you know, the jobs that you ha- had after that. Are they male-dominated? Um, yes, Uh in kind of like the government realm, it's mm. a little bit different. But from my experience that I've had, if you go out to not-for-profits and so on, um, yeah. I've found in, in certain industries, yes. <laughs> and it's part of the reason why I left. Yeah. Um, it was difficult. Mm. But I, you know, kind of had to stand by my values. And I wasn't supported for, I guess, my skills. Um, by management and I guess in all honesty there was a boys club happening yeah and you know what a shame it is what it is and Mm. they lost a good person and I'm grateful for the opportunity that to move on anyway yeah because I'm here now yeah but I don't ever want to play to that so no I think it's interesting like from a government perspective as well because back in when I did work experience ages ago um for a company called CEOs for Gender Equity. So we would go out and so the the whole, I won't go into it too much, but it's basically almost like a club of CEOs that support the movement towards gender equity and that, you know, lack of gender bias in the workplace, that sort of thing. So one of the women that we met, I'm totally going to get the role wrong, but she was in a government role. Um, She was heading up a very male-dominated department with a very technical skill set and then she was obviously heading it up at the top she had absolutely none of the technical skills that were you know um that her staff or her um i don't want to say subordinates her employees had um and she was the right person for the job purely because of her management skills mm. so she wasn't there to like run it was like something a road commission i don't know something to mm. do with really like you know laying tar doing like engineering type things and she everyone the conversation was like, why is she heading it? Because, you know, A, she's a woman. Mm. <laughs> B, she hasn't got the technical skill. Mm. And then the, the other hand was like, well, um, okay, look at the stats. You know, X, Y, and Z has improved since she's been here purely because it's now being managed. It's not being run by someone with the same technical skills mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to manage a team mm-hmm. or a business yeah. into success. Yeah. So that's a really interesting perspective, and I, I love that conversation. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Take it on. Yeah, and the rabbit hole with that one. Totally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, what about in say, that's obviously been quite a journey. In twelve, thirteen years, it's been a long time for you to really like, you know, I'm sure a lot has happened in that. It's probably felt like fifty years (laughs) stress wise. I'm like looking for the gray hairs, and I'm I'm naturally blonde. By the way, Um, I can tell. I've I've been looking for them, and I'm sure that they're somewhere. One day, maybe in the next 12 years. <laughs> oh, that'll come. What do you think the next few years will bring for you? Because now, when were you made CEO of Royal um, IT? So, okay, so that's a little, little bit of a story. So, in, Ooh, yes, w- take it away. <laughs> uh, when I was in New York, I guess the company had two directors, but no, there was no clear leader. Mm-hmm. And um, after kind of diversifying and expanding to overseas, I went to a conference, mm. an IT conference. So I was surrounded by a million nerds I and I was it. the only non-nerdy person. Uh, but I went to kind of more the strategic sessions and it was all about, you know, all the, all the right stuff. Mm. Um, but I had this aha moment where it was like, who is leading 
the business. There's not one, there has to be one person. And I just sat there and I was like, that that person has to be me. Mm. So I just went straight back up to my hotel room and wrote out my job description as CEO and my KPIs in like an hour. Amazing. Called my business, it was actually my mentor at the time, called him, sent it to him, ran it past him. And he was like, yep, you you need to do this. And I was like, the business needs a leader. Mm -hmm. So I kind of appointed myself. Yeah. um, But also made myself accountable to, you know, what I need to do because I'm all about accountability. So that happened, that was uh, probably like five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But the company, the team here in Australia had their kind of own operations manager. So when I moved back to Australia a year ago, um, I reappointed myself mm. kind of and uh, became the head of the team here and cool. I've headed it up since then. Um, but my last day is next Friday. Um, so Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I got resigned as the CEO of the company and like kind of ready to take my next step forward. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I've made that brave step and... Um, I'll still be involved. I'll still yeah. be involved with the business, but more strategically. And it's just kind of my time to like move on. And I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like there's you, you. Sometimes you have to know when it's time to tap out. Mm. And for me, it's like I've learned so much. I've helped. I've guided. You know, supported, trained the business, led the business so much. And then it's it's. I feel like I've learned everything I need to learn mm. personally. Yeah. Time and for someone else to learn that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just I'm ready to kind of like tap out and and still be involved, like I said, but move on and and the next venture of my life is going to start. Mm. Yeah, at the end of next week. So wow. Yeah. So what are you physically doing at the end of next week? First of all, big celebration, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there'll be a glass of wine. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we, well, we were supposed to go to Melbourne and that's been oh, cancelled. So no. um, that was snowboarding and all that was the plan. Um, obviously, you know, not crazy. meant to be. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still a bit crying inside because yeah. it was going to be fun. But look, I, I don't know. Something, something. I'm going to like kind of have a transitional period. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to the hills for a few days and have some time out. And then... Um, I think I'm not very good at doing nothing. Um, I'm kind of a woman of action and, you know, <laughs> just a doer, I yeah. guess, by default. So I need to learn to undo yeah. and be comfortable kind of just sitting and being and being, you know, and, and that's a big thing with coaching is about being mm. in presence. That's one of the things that I've learned and picked up the yeah. most is living in the moment and having that presence. Mm. Um, so I would like to practice that. A few awesome. baths. You know, some meditation. Do you know, I think I had a crappy outlook to doing nothing. I used to think I can't do, like, first of all, starting like that, I can't. I can't do it. I can't sit and do nothing. I can't sit and empty. Empty my mind. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, even with meditation, I prefer to hear something. So Guided meditation. Yeah, something. Um, Until my friend said to me, like, you're thinking about it all wrong. Because I said to her, I'm going to try and be bored this week, this weekend. I'm going to try and do nothing. I'm going to try and be bored because, um, you know, I need to. I need to learn how to do that. She was like, well, you're thinking about it all wrong already. It's super negative. You're already going to sit there and be like, I'm so bored. Like, should I do something? She's like, think of it as relaxing. So now I, instead of bored, I say, I'm so relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. And it does. Like, if I sit on my bed and I'm like, okay, I, I only need to get ready for this thing in like an hour or two. I literally have an hour to sit here and be bored. I'm like, wait, no, <laughs> got an hour to relax. What's the stuff that you used to do that you can't do anymore? Light a candle, read a book. Like it is totally. that simple yeah. to just flip it on its head and be like, oh, I got an hour of relaxation. Yeah. Whereas if you were bored, yeah. air quotes, you'd be sitting there like, oh, I should be doing something. Should I clean? Should I do the washing? Should I like- Yeah. And you're right. It's a mindset thing. But I think for kind of like type A personalities, like <laughs> it for me, the – my way to be able to handle it best is to give myself a time frame. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so because I'm very a time-driven person, so I'd be like, okay, well, I have from this time to this time to have full relaxation, and it's and then it's permission for my mm. brain and for me to just switch off. Yeah. And then, but I know that at the end of that, then I have other things to do, and that's fine. But it's at least I have that space. Yeah. And that everyone's different, but that's kind oh. of what worked. Like I had a five. 10 minute bath before I came here yeah. <laughs> because I allowed my and that was amazing and I was like 
don't think about anything for 10 minutes. And that I was, was like, say, you look so rejuvenated. That was You're glowing. Ever. Yeah, well, I didn't even pull like bath salts in. That's amazing. Oh, I love <laughs> but it was that. just like for me, t- being time driven and allowing the space for it, other mm. people were just like, let's just relax for the whole weekend and blah, blah. But I'll mm. always need to do something. Achieve, be productive, I be feel. Be productive, yeah. like do stuff, move, move. Yeah. But if I like, no, like, let's just lay and meditate for an hour. And then mm. you're giving yourself permission. And that was a long time. <laughs> to do nothing. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Just kind of be in the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose with an exercise background as well, for you, that would be a form of relaxation, would it? Like going for, I don't know, some... Meditation? Tea. Well, no, exercise. Uh, oh, would that be a form oh, yeah. of meditation for you? Yes. In some form. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm addicted to exercise. Just, <laughs> there it is. She's I'll just, crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll just put it out there. Um, you know, I love it. I've, I'm kind of, I've, wow. I'm driven mm. by, like, I love moving. I'm driven, a big part of why I'm, I'm do what I do is because I was, like, um, successful when I was, a ru- like, young and running. Um, I love moving. So I think it's just part of me. Mm. Sometimes when I'm the most stressed best thing to do is just go on the cross trainer or go to the gym or you know there's different ways shapes and forms that it can be um movement is a big thing Mm -hmm. but it's not always the answer and some you know learning how to stop Mm. is equally as important which i'm still trying and in the process of doing yeah but uh, yeah i can snap out of the worst day just by jumping on the cross trainer or oh, wow. an assault bike at home, um, it can snap me out of something. Because um, I, I guess that's comfort for me and it's a mm-hmm. home. Like, it, that's a, that is home. That's probably the best yeah. way to say it. Whereas home home is not, I'm not used to like laying down and meditating and getting mm. deep, but I have, I'm learning to do that in the last few years. And New York has actually brought that to my life. Hmm. because it was so hard yeah it's the biggest thing that I probably got out of it and New York is just a hard city Mm. with people that are just it's just so much Mm -hmm. and like I want to live on a farm Mm -hmm. right so going to New York with all (laughs) to start a business and like feeling like I don't even belong there and like starting a business there was so much and I think that's kind of why I woke up spiritually because something had to happen to help me to um cope yeah with yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, but it's the best thing that it brought for me. Yeah. Is learn to trust myself and be okay with doing me. Yeah. And taking time to do nothing and kind of finding who I am, you know, kind of understanding who, who I am deep down. Yeah. 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 Do you think COVID brought that out in a lot of people? Because I'm just, I'm just personally, I don't know if it's because of the podcast or whatever. I'm having so many conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, massively. Um, just with the coaching stuff, like um, the coaching course that I did, they would ha- they would take about thirty to forty people internationally. It's an online coaching course that went for twelve months. Um, there they they doubled in size with people mm. uh, wanting to do that type of work because they're obviously taking time out to rediscover mm. and a lot of people just naturally want to help people i feel like deep down we're all here for each other to support and love mm. is how and happiness is how we're driven um so a lot of people have rediscovered and kind of thought about what their true purpose is and that type of work is you know helping people yeah is a big thing yeah um but it's also, not like med school where you have no, to go for like six like, ten years yes yeah. i don't know if like i would like to speak to someone who with when covid happened like i want to be an accountant <laughs> <laughs> this is my passion. thing no i'm sure they're like not to discount accounts <laughs> yeah it's not something that would come out of being forced no. to be isolated to be like i want to be even more yeah. isolated yeah. yeah it's just and also just the whole balance of life mm. and I don't feel like there's a point where you can just come home and shut off and that's it and then you know life is kind of all about balancing as we go and kind of going with that flow mm. and there's going to be work stuff that comes up at different times you've got to have time for yourself you need to look after your health you need to be um look after your, your professional side yeah. and there's all these balls in the air and it's just COVID definitely has changed that. I feel mm. like the balls have been tweaked in a way that they probably should... That's how society should yeah. be anyway. Yeah. 
and obviously there's all different industries um but working from home is obviously another thing that i think helps with that yeah too yeah what a snap change as well because i feel like everyone's been talking about the four-day work week Mm. for like years years and years and then all of a sudden covid comes along and it's like Oh, guess what? You can stay in your jimmy jams and work from home. It's just so... It's so bizarre that something like this came and then to see how much change it has... Ease? I want to say easily. Like, some companies really... Like, how Mm -hmm. they handle the change is... It just came so naturally. Like, oh, well, of course. Like, you know, we're going to do this. And obviously, some of them struggled for good reason. But, yeah, just something like... Well, we saw that in the IT world. Because, like... You know, there's companies, our customers that have prepared for that and have their staff set up for remote access and all of this and home environment, blah, blah, blah. And then when that hit, there's companies that would just had their eyes closed mm. and then they were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, quick. So it was just like, <laughs> where are we going to get this? You know, this person needs this, like this person needs this. They need like this. Panic yeah, stations. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's, I think, all in all, like it's... It, it's a it's a good thing that's mm. happened i you know depending on the company and stuff but i mean it's great to have flexibility mm. and i think it's great for people's balance mm. because there's less noise like there's less travel yeah you know obviously you know it's good to come together as a team and i think that's a big important thing for companies to be able to work out strategies how to create that team mm. feeling and environment yeah and we're still trying to figure that out because when we were, we were all working remote then we changed our policy to be part working from home yeah the so company culture pivoting. got had, took a massive hit mm. and so it's like how do you find that balance between physically coming together and working remotely and mm. you know some companies do it great where they're just remote all the time mm. yeah We've all spoken to colleagues and friends and stuff where people deal with it very differently. Some introverts are like, yes, I love not seeing people. But then they'll get their energy some other way, you know. Um, And work is a whole different concept in itself, how you are productive, the Mm -hmm. outcome, whether it's better or worse. Yeah. 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 interesting. And the thing is, we're in the thick of it. It's all still happening. Mm. And... I guess we look to media and articles to say what's right or wrong or whatever, but mm. I don't think there is any right or wrong. It's like it comes down to the business, yeah. the leadership, the people. There's so many variables. Yeah. Um, there's no real silver bullet or recipe, clear recipe. Mm. And so we're just kind of all figuring it out yeah. as we go. Yeah. And, I, and I think this, the most successful companies are the ones that have good, strong leadership that are in tune with what's you know in right with for the company values and the people so yeah and listening to the people because it's not necessarily just a top-down trickle effect i mean once they've taken the action it is but you can treat it as a feedback loop like hearing what the people at the bottom want to see and do yeah and feeding that back into you because ultimately that they're the ones you're impacting so definitely yeah 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 i've always found that so interesting yeah at the end of the day, and I, and I know that, you know, I've kind of talked about a bit of a man's world in business and so on, and, and there's boys clubs and that there's, yeah. that's reality in some respects. But at the end of the day, we're all people. We're mm. all given the same opportunity. Um, I don't think we need to be, like, pushed up or pushed down for any reason. It's mm. just like you make of a situation what you can. Yeah. Um, push egos aside um, and prove your own worth. Just be on your own journey and make it happen, whatever your path is meant to happen. Mm. Um, It's great. I'm definitely on, you know, kind of supportive of women and females and that's a big thing and and there are equalities there. Mm. I get that stuff. But I just don't kind of buy into going down that path, I guess. Mm. It's just more for me around getting on with the job. yeah. And supporting others the best way that I can, whether it's yeah. male or female or yeah. whatever. And, you know, it's just we're all here to do the same thing, which is, yeah. you know, do the, do the best we can. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Um, love yeah. and, like, enjoy life. And all that other stuff is just noise for mm. me. So. I like that. Yeah. It just – I don't watch the news very much or listen to it. Um, it's important to be aware of what's going on, but – it's kind of like takes me away energetically from 
what my path yeah. is and what I need to do. And then so I, you know, use my time to educate myself in areas of interest and, and take time out, like I said, when I can. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, the news is downright depressing. Oh. I can't handle it yeah. personally. I'm... I can do two minutes and then... <laughs> yeah, done. And that's all you need, <laughs> really. But sometimes I'm like, I should, like, scroll through and know what's going on in the world, and then mm. I do it for a minute, and I'm like, no, it's okay. Depressing. Yeah, it's okay. I'm it's good. okay. I'm, I'm full bottle but on But also, it's all made of shit anyway, so what is it? Like, I'm just reading shit that's, like, yeah. made, like made up and sensationalised by other people, so what's... I don't even see... Yeah. That's not a true representation of what's going on. No. So... No, not at all. That's not how I choose to spend my time. No. But it, I do kind of like to be... If someone asks me stuff, I should know a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Being like a CEO, oh. you kind of should know a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple <laughs> of things. What do you mean this happened four weeks yeah. ago and I didn't know about it? <laughs> what's COVID? <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, that's happened before. It's totally, like, no idea oh, yeah. what's going on in the world. But, but the um, pressure to be on it is, like, yeah. insane and... I'm talking from like the base level of I've got a group chat with my mates. Yeah. And there's always someone who's like, okay, so I heard there's like a there's a um a conference on Mark McGowan's gonna tell us, you know, when we're in lockdown. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. can somebody please watch it and keep us updated? Yeah. And I'm like driving down south and like I have no idea what is going on. Yeah. Um until I get a text later from like mum being like, Have you got your mask? I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, that's why we rely on your team or people yeah. like your, your support system to yeah. keep you in the know. Yeah, when yeah. someone doesn't tell you, you're like so offended. You're like, yeah. were you just going to let me die out yeah. there without yeah. this you knowledge? You know I don't listen to the news. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, tell, me my, tell me the things. Yeah, tell me the things. You are my news feed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you need your people to tell you. You do, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose leaving your job and the business that you've helped grow and build – do you, are you then, like, are you excited about the prospect of finding new people? Like, your new people? Oh, my God. Or are you already, have no. you got them and you're just ready No, to no. I haven't got anyone. <laughs> um, I'm going through a massive transition, mm. personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm beyond excited. I kind of, like, shut part of myself down because I was in automation mode just to mm. keep going for a long time. So I'm in a process of rediscovering myself. Yes. Um, Preach, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, it. like, you know, I've been on purpose in some respect but not really been on my purpose. Mm. In, and so this new journey for me will be discovering and clarifying and being on my own purpose, what I'm here to do. Um, so that's – I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, like, extremely excited and – I, it feels right so oh, yeah. um I'm yeah really 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 looking forward to it and seeing how I guess I evolve from here and what what lives I can impact and mm. oh, yeah just yeah. using the skills that I've accrued you know over my career um there's been a lot there yeah and I haven't had an, enough time to kind of debrief with myself and take a minute and process it but I want to use it for good things. Mm. Um, I also want to get to a point where I can just give back to the community and just, you know, be financially free and just kind of volunteer and, mm. and you know, help, you know, help causes that I'm passionate about mm. and do all that stuff. Yeah. 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 So do you think you're in a position then, like, um, if you say you had taken another life path and for whatever reason, and you are, you know, you're still in government or you're doing whatever it is that you were doing for um, the Royal IT, so say yep. that gov- government job, um, would you then, it's probably not the right way to phrase it, but do you think, what's the importance that you would weigh upon being financially, um, I guess, that's not the right word, financially, but like, I want to say supported by people, I was going to say like family, but they're not always mm-hmm. family. It could be friends, colleagues, ex-colleagues, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to then be uh, confident enough to take that, I'm going to take a sabbatical from life right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> from this work life and try and find a new, like try and get closer to my own purpose and the life that I'm like wanting to have. Mm-hmm. How much would you weigh importance on like the the material needs? That's the word. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to say family and money, but like family yeah. and money, essentially. Like, yeah. How much would you weigh importance on the material, like um, stability, I suppose, to then be able to afford to take a step back and not be on that autonomous path to I must just work every day. Yeah. Um, 
it's like night and day. Mm. Um, I feel like we all should. We're all here for our own. Yeah. We all have our own purpose. And that's the spiritual side coming out in me. But I feel like <laughs> we all have our own calling. Yeah. We're here to do a job. And, you know, we there's various routes that we can all go off mm. on and tangents and so on. And it's very easy to fall into the trap of this is how society is set up and all of this. And I'm not saying that's the, the bad road, mm. but a lot of it is predetermined once you start going down that road and you don't kind of exit out of it with a mindset where you have freedom to and choices and finance is a big part of that. That's just, unfortunately, that's just the way society is set up, right? Yeah. So we all start down that path, but... I, you know, what I would love for everyone is to be able to not have any of that mm. restrictions and to be able to just be like, okay, well, what drives me? What is, what is my passion? And, and how do I, how am I able to do that yeah. without, you know, all of these barriers and restrictions? Mm. Um, it's a hard road to go down that road um, to be able to alleviate yourself, I guess, financially. Yeah. No inhibitions, um, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that's ultimately we're driven by happiness and love and by being on purpose is mm. more important than anything else yeah um, because yeah. if you're not you you actually become stressed internally and then you become unwell and then that represents itself physically and in different ways that come out in your life and, and it has like mm. this overflow effect so yeah so i just that's just what i think everyone yeah. would be the right way for everyone to be but yeah it's not yeah. easy yeah mm-hmm. i think you could also argue the way that you put it is like if you don't pivot from that life of you know you're probably working yourself to death out of yeah. fear of you know being broken homeless or what well, and like fighting. you said fear fear yeah fear, like being fear driven with all of your actions in life it just as opposed to yeah that overflows to your relationships to your family to everything to your health like just so much stuff Mm. so coming from a place where you're empowered Mm. and truly kind of coming on purpose is different and Mm. doesn't mean it's easy it's actually like really 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 hard yeah because a lot of everything's against you (laughs) to go down that path um but I think the rewards are there at the end. Yeah. But you have to work for it. Yeah. Like anything yeah. in life, right? You have <laughs> to work hard. Or... You have to yeah. deserve it. Yeah. You have to endure the, the difficulties. Yeah. And sometimes the hard stuff is good. Like, I don't know, therapy is a good example. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's so much effort to consciously be correcting yourself out of bad habits or mm-hmm. thinking patterns and stuff and to constantly be working on yourself. That's, that's the hardest thing. In life, it would be so much easier to be a little, you know, a number, an accountant at some, un, you know, nondescript Easier company. in a way, like, but not easier because then you're still not happy. So yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying Yeah, because you can go, you can revert to your subconscious and be programmed and like mm. just go in your programming mode mm-hmm. and, or you can override it like what you were saying and there's a lot of techniques to do that. Um, but I feel like the fact that you're consciously aware it is hard because I've spent a lot of time doing this. Mm. It's really hard. But you also have this self-awareness and satisfaction that you're working and progressing on yourself. Mm. But it's so hard to yep. do. Yeah. It's so... It's hard, but the outcome's worthwhile because but, you're investing in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can see the yeah. changes in your life. And it might be little things, but, mm. like, even just a conversation with someone, you might have, like, spoken to them a certain way before just by your default personality that you're programmed and then you can kind of override that and just be more self-aware and a whole conversation can change your life just by going in a different way yeah or someone else's life too yeah so that that can happen personally and professionally yeah so yeah yeah it's it's just funny though it it, what you said it's a lot of effort but it's kind of like your mind fighting with itself (laughs) when you're doing it yeah but then you get yeah. this, when it when you see the change happen after, which is pretty instant, you're just like, wow, that's that did that. Yeah. So I want to do more of that. Yeah, because then your brain chemistry goes, oh, wow, we've been functioning this yeah. way for so long, and yeah. we were getting, you know, the dopamine, the everything that yeah. we needed out of that way. Mm-hmm. But if we try this new way, like, oh, we we're getting more of the good stuff that we need in a more healthy way and then yeah. it'll easily, like, switch over, obviously, after quite a bit of effort. But, yeah. <laughs> like, it is, yeah, it's just giving your brain what you need because 
yeah. driven out of fear and yeah like we could go down the rabbit hole for yeah. days yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah i love all that stuff though. yeah and i feel like not enough people are aware of it mm. that they can and that's part of why i'm going into coaching as well it's just people have the ability to change their lives mm. um and to be happier yeah and to do what makes like i said make them happy um, yeah. have better relationships and so on but they're stuck mm. they're stuck because they're in programming mode it's a subconscious yeah. thing and not a lot of people realize that either and they're following patterns from their childhood and all of that stuff um yeah. but it doesn't have to be that way no no but it takes a certain amount of i think not just life experience and realization but maturity as well because i don't know it's you want to this is such good information you want to take it back to where you're like your worst self in your own head and that's obviously like the teenage years where you're like what the fuck was i doing yeah how did i end up there or maybe you got a job after uni that you're like i can't believe i wasted yeah years there but if you look at it like that it's not a wasted year or whatever it's a learning experience and if you could kind of target those people um in coaching it almost would be a pity because then they wouldn't get the shitty experiences that they need yeah to then learn like if you're telling yeah. them how to do it right from the beginning they wouldn't be like oh i feel so much better they'd be like well this is nice kind of want to like go get blackout drunk <laughs> and learn a lesson yeah quickly but like, i feel like they it's almost like they have to go through that just to come out the realization i need to do something yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that takes yeah. people years. And it is so, yeah. so frustrating if you've reached that point in your journey. Yeah. And someone that you're like, you can see hasn't. Yeah. And you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, I know we're not all on the same thing, but like, come on. Yeah. Come on, let's do this. We yeah. can get it done. It's like the person that kind of has a car accident and they're nearly dying and then they have this whole different outlook on life. It's yeah. like, why, why do we want to wait to the point that we're almost dead? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to then change our life and be happy. Yeah. Let's try and like be happier. Is that now. human nature though? Yeah. Do you reckon? Oh, for sure. Comfort over. For risk? sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. We we our brains are actually geared that way oh, to be comfortable yeah. and like eat sugar, like all of that. It's mm. like survival mode. You know, that's how we're kind of wired as people. But yeah, once you start looking to it, if you surround yourself the right, mm. with the right people to help guide you, then you can change that. But, mm. Yeah. Not everyone does it. Not enough people do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of my mission. Yeah. Takes a level of awareness, but sometimes you need to poke. (laughs) Hey, you. (laughs) Poking's good fun, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Poking, watching the reaction, and then, okay, let's... Do you want to grow? Do you want to go here? Realisation. Yes, I do. Yeah. Come to mama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there always has to be some period of... There has to be pain mm. in order to be change. Some of in some respect. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's and never we, and, or, and failure too. Mm. Like that's a whole another rabbit hole we can go down. But yeah. failure is super important. Yeah. And it's okay. It's so, necessary almost. I yeah. Think. Oh, it's so, like definitely necessary. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah, it has to happen otherwise. How do you kind of pick yourself up and grow? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Thanks for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast. If there's anyone that you specifically want to hear from or you think would be great on the podcast, send us a DM on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email us at theperthbusinesspodcast at gmail.com.